0: Welcome to the LockBoss Show. I am your host, PJ Slauson. Now this show is dedicated to all the LockBosses that want to learn and want to grow. But guess what? We also want you to win. And in order for you to do that, you need to join us every live YouTube giveaway. All you need to do is go over to YouTube, type in CLK Supplies, or use the hashtag LockBoss, or even better, in the show notes, just click on the link, it'll take you right there. Watch any of our current videos and you'll see exactly how you can join the fun for free and together we will learn, grow, and win. All right, so we are back with another locksmithing business for sale. Of course, I've got the lock father, also known as my dad, Pete, here. Hello. And uh, are you excited to do another one? Sure. We're fun. Yeah, so you know, one of the fun parts about this is, you know, you and I over the years have bought actually several things together, whether it's um, rental real estate, land and the so forth. So, we've actually had a lot of conversations kind of like these, but just on different things. So, it's kind of fun to talk about it. I think the funny part is though is that when we're talking back and forth like Part of it, we already know the others. Answer. Yeah, or at least kind of their opinion.
1: Right. And so, I mean, it kind of makes it fun. Well, because you always wanted to get on the deals, so-called. So, come on, Dad, you're always getting the deals. It said, yeah, but you got to make those deals. Yeah, and I will have to say, you know, I
0: mean, confession time. Okay. You know, there was a deal that we did together, a real estate deal. 2010 maybe. Right. And we were going 50-50 on it. Right. And there was the asking price right. which was already a great deal. Right. And then there was the price that you wanted to offer. Right. And I was just like the the deal's already good enough. Like let's just close the deal. You don't know until you ask. And you asked and so you're like no no we're going to ask for this. And we did it. And they accepted it. And I admitted right there that I was like, that is like your expertise on buying and selling real estate, which you've done a lot over the years. I was like, you just saved us a lot of money. Yeah so kudos to the Lockfather father for that i mean uh you know we since sold it uh in what 2020 2021 yeah you definitely uh are willing to go Got lower profit up yes <laughs> <laughs> and so back to the uh locks with business for yeah. sale okay so um like always we're gonna keep the the listing anonymous absolutely right and um it's well, our
1: opinion nobody else's
0: yeah but uh all right here we go so this business all right is of course is located in the usa okay and it, the asking price for the business is four hundred and fifty thousand dollars okay okay the cash flow on this business is two hundred thousand okay right and uh the gross revenue is a half a million Okay. And inventory value is $30,000. And this, this location also has a shop location, which is 2200 a month in rent.
1: Okay. So he's not offering the shop as part of the real estate, I meant. Uh, as part of the deal. Right. No. So, I mean, we'll kind of read through the
0: listing here, but... Uh, Either they are leasing it from someone else or Mm -hmm. if if these people own it, well, they obviously have a lease agreement with it. So, yeah, no building, no real estate with it. Okay. The reason that it's being sold is that um, the owners uh, want to retire. Um, it's a locksmith and electronic security company for sale. It seasons technicians can assist with everything, including the access control system, security cameras, safe servicing, moving, lock rekeying and installations, car keys, and more. Locksmith accounts for 70% of the revenue versus 30% for the electronic security. Furthermore, field work accounts for 80 to 85% of revenue and then. 15, 20% for shop work. Revenue has grown consistently during the past several years. Um, to further enhance sales, one could increase uh, new safe inventory and focus on additional internet advertising as profit centers. So um, this one actually has a little bit more detail on it, which is nice. So it has five employees. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. It says that the, fa- that the facility is leased. It's 2,400 square feet, so a decent-sized shop area for sure. Support and training. The owner will assist purchaser in a transition of the business, so at least no two weeks there. Right. Does it say how long? It doesn't. A year? It's probably negotiable would be my, my guess. Competition. All right. Let's read this here. It says, The Locksmith industry comprises, establishes, primarily engage in installing, repairing, rebuilding, and adjusting mechanical or electric locking devices, safes, and security vaults. It looks like it's just kind of talking about the industry a little okay. bit. But a lot of fluff. Any right? trucks? No. Okay. So it doesn't – unfortunately, it does not say um, – if there's any vans included, I mean, I would imagine. I mean, if you have five, like for sure, if you have five employees, you at least have three vans. And eighty to eighty-five percent of the revenue comes from service work,
1: right?
0: Uh, or field work. That means that there's vehicles. So, right. uh, I'm guessing with the inventory, what does it say here? Thirty thousand inventory. Thirty thousand inventory, and that's not much. No, I mean, I mean it. Like, I think it, like, my guess is that's an actual accurate number. If you're doing half a million dollars a year in sales, 30,000 inventory, that, I mean, it's probably a realistic number. Okay. Right? Well, I got a lot more than that inventory. Yeah, but, well, what I'm meaning is that it's definitely not inflated. Oh, absolutely. Right? They're not saying they have 150,000 when in right. reality they have 30. Right. So, what are your first thoughts and questions about this?
1: Well, again, it doesn't say how many vehicles are involved. Mm-hmm. What kind of equipment do they have? Mm-hmm. Does it say that. Nope. Yeah, so you'd have to call the guy and say, hey, you know, what's going on? What yeah. do you got? You have to figure all that out. How old, how many miles on the vehicles? Again, vehicles are expensive, so you've got to figure if you have to replace a uh, engine or a transmission eventually. Mm-hmm. Uh, are they all beat up or are they, you know, f- fairly nice looking? $30,000 worth of inventory and they're asking $400,000? Okay. Yeah. Positive cash flows too. Yeah, 200000 yeah. which is... Excellent. Excellent. And uh, so he's got vehicles for the other 200000 you know, the problem is when you go to sell something, that are your employees gonna stay with that person or are they gonna leave? A lot of people will leave, a lot will say, okay, I'll stay with the new ones, but yeah. again, if they don't get along, yeah, they're gone.
0: And of course, like when we're talking about cash flow in this scenario, it's kind of like a, uh, when you look at businesses for sale and they talk about cash flow. right? It's kind of misleading of what we initially think of cash flow, right? So essentially what cash flow means in this environment is uh, owner discretionary earnings, right? Like this is money that you're either A, paying yourself, profit in the business, kind of all lumped into one, right? Right. So it's a, I don't know why they use that word. I'm mean, way above my pay grade, but they use cash flow. Yeah. But anyways, yeah. Right. so I don't know, like, like let's talk about like just the first part, right? So half a million dollars a year in gross revenue, mm-hmm. $200,000 of cash flow. Right. That to me, I'm hearing well-run locksmithing business. Right. Four fifty. so I mean they're essentially asking for one year of revenue. Yes. Right. What it sounds like. And, and they're backing it up with, you know, essentially, you know, a little over two X cash flow.
1: Right.
0: So it doesn't seem
1: incredibly unreasonable. Well, yeah, it does seem unreasonable, but do you know if there's only one van in there? It, you know, are they taking half the equipment with them because they're gonna do it as a hobby? Well, think we could assume not, hopefully, right? right? But yeah, so... Do you have a Keel key machine from 1930s? I mean, uh-huh. I just don't know. I mean, equipment wears out. Yeah. I mean, it's weird. I mean, I feel like they give pretty good information here
0: to leave out the vehicles, which is what they've done, every one we've done so far. Right. And
1: I presume there's some electronic key machines. Yep, yeah, because it has car keys in here. Okay. Uh, So, you know, they have programmers. I mean, all that stuff adds up to dollars. So I wouldn't give somebody $200,000 for Blue Sky. So, you know, part of that's got to be in there somewhere. Yeah. For the equipment and vans and then some Blue Sky. Everybody deserves Blue Sky if they've been around long enough because it's a, a, n- hopefully a well-known shop. Seems that way. Right. And having a location, you know, a lot of people don't like the brick and mortar, but, you know, you can make a lot of money in a shop, even if it says 80% out in the field. Yeah. And I think, like, so let's talk about that for a minute, because
0: I know that you've had, you've gotten a lot of business because you have the actual store locations, even though they're not necessarily bringing in like, you know, retail sales like this, you know, 15, 20% of, you know, shop work and, you know, shop sales. I would say that's fairly similar to what you do. Yeah. Right? Yep. 80%, 85% out in the field. But as you know, having
1: those locations has gotten you business. Absolutely. Because people want to see something where they can come and see, oh, they're here. They're not leaving because they have all this stuff here. You know? Yeah. When you're mobile, sometimes they think you're a fly-by-night. Because yeah. I was a mobile at once too, Sure. but I didn't get as much business until I got a storefront, mm-hmm. and then I grew quite a bit from that. Yeah, having that, yeah. which exactly. seems weird, right? And I mean,
0: uh, of course, you can uh, have a wonderful business without having one, absolutely, and you can also have a wonderful business having, having one, right? Yeah.
1: But uh, so rents twenty two hundred a month, so that's what twenty six thousand a year, roughly. Yeah.
0: Not bad. Like, what are your big questions? Like, if, if let's say that, um, you know, this was in a more local area mm-hmm. and you were very curious about buying this business, if you were to go meet with the owner today, what are your biggest questions?
1: Well, like I always say, show me where you come up with this value. Because my value and my edge, like you said before, oh, we just spent 90000 on that, it's $90,000 piece of equipment. Well, it really isn't by the time you use it and years go by. Yeah. So, you have to see everything. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, it, is the owner doing the books? Are they hiring them out? Uh, are you, your tax? you know, what kind of benefits are they getting? Yeah. To, you know, to see where the money's going.
0: Yeah. Type thing. Yeah. I mean, for me, I'd want to sit down and ask that same question. Right. But I'd be more concerned on... Um, you know where's this guy's head at or gal's head at like where are they at I would want to meet with all five staff members right to kind of feel them out you know do they plan sticking around do they not kind of what are their
1: expectations yeah because a lot of people will leave I mean depending on it other companies and the people say they're going to be there, and they weren't. Right? Yeah, are any of them family members, maybe, right. or aunts, uncles,
0: you know, right. like that kind of a stuff. Lot of a lot of that happens. Mm-hmm. But like the, the question I'm begging to ask is, okay, so I think um, you know if it's cash flowing two hundred thousand a year, four hundred fifty thousand asking price, isn't that bad of a deal? It's not that bad of a deal. But what I want to know is, are we can we do some seller
1: financing? Well, seller financing will always close the deal because how many people have $450,000 to go here? I want to buy this business. You go to the bank, they're going to have to have something to back it to give you part of the money, but you have to have a little money up front, I mean. Yep,
0: and the way I look at it, I mean, you could set it up to where, if it's, cash, if it's truly cash flowing a couple hundred thousand a year, you could set it up a hundred thousand dollars a year in yeah. payments. Right. It still leaves you with a hundred thousand in profit to right. run the business. Depends on your lifestyle. Depends on your lifestyle. And then, uh, you know, four and a half years later at this price, it's five. It's paid off. And right. the interesting part with doing that, you can leverage the relationship with the current owners with the staff, managing the existing customer relations, right, it kind of keeps them in the game for
1: a good transition. Right, because what's happened in the past, people, you know, who work for me, well, they decide to go out on their own because they don't like what's going on, you know, with them particular, like these people would have five employees. yeah. If they don't like, you know, they're just, go and say, well, I'm going on my own. We do business with me. Yes. I mean, there's always that too. You're right. So so what you're saying is that,
0: uh, let's say one of the five right. really good technician absolutely at the time of the sale is like, you know what? I'm already servicing clients A, B, and C. When I look at what I'm billing them, right. it. Is more than what I make, right? And so this is a great time for me. Although I like the old owners and stuff, like this is a great time for me to go lock up that business, start my own, right? And then now, what does your cash flow look like?
1: Yeah, because with the good tax leaving, it always hurts. It's tough, right?
0: What you're saying is a wonderful point because it really complicates things very much. So. I mean, that's with anything. I wonder if you'd be able to do some sort of a structured deal with the owner, being like, okay, like if everything stays as the same, the same, and we have the same clients, I'll pay you four hundred and fifty or four hundred. Right. But over the next four years, if they leave, we're, if that gets tiered down by whatever that amount.
1: Well, yeah, and the people got to realize that. If you're an employee of a lock shop or what whatever company, you got to give them some incentives to like sell their higher security. Oh, if you sell this, we'll give you X amount in commission. Or if you sell a safe, we'll give you so much because it gives them something to look forward to. Yeah, sort of like the cylinder guards on aluminum front doors. We charge the customer X amount of dollars. Every one, of my people sell, I give them two dollars. So if they're making, you know, I always round everything to ten bucks. Of course, nobody gets paid yeah. ten bucks, but so that one hour they work, they just made twelve. You sure. know, and if they do this all day long, they can make so much more money. Yeah, it's by building in right by building in little things that they can add to their right. wage that day. Exactly because. A single wage isn't going to make you any money. Yeah. You have to have incentives for all your employees. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, when you're selling a company, it, you talk to your staff, say, I'm selling, and they'll say, well, how come you didn't sell it to me? I didn't yeah. know it was for sale. <laughs> yeah. But those are things you have to weigh out. A lot mm-hmm. of them just get mad and leave, or, you know, hopefully the new person what's buying it will... Make a deal, or as retirement and sell them because they've been good employee. Give them a you know ten thousand dollar bonus, let's say, or whatever for being such a good employee and going to stick with the new guy. Yeah, are you are you offering me one of those for my childhood labor or
0: no? <laughs> uh, that's just childhood labor. <laughs> that's <know>? childhood labor. <laughs> oh, that's good. Yeah, I think. Um, is there any other questions or anything that could pop up for this for you? Well.
1: Again, I always say trucks and equipment, you know, you want to see what you got. And it says they can do some safes. They have safes, but it says you can increase if you had more safes. So does he have one or two safes or he has 50? Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, I mean, it's a... Because in our stores, we have, you know, It looks like they do
0: safe moving. Yeah, that's so a great thing. Th- the question is, are like, do we have equipment for that?
1: Exactly. Or, Instead of just brute strength. Or are we getting
0: sketchy? Right.
1: right? Like, are we looking for a workman's re- comp claim? Yeah, re- uh, <laughs> refrigerator dolly, don't do it. No. You know? No. You need power, equipment, and everything else. Yes. Was what we've learned over the years, right? Yeah, my back's proven it. Yeah, yeah, interesting. So yeah, I think all in all, um, the price it is a good deal. Yeah, but again, they didn't put some of the main stuff. Yeah, please, if
0: hey, if you're looking to sell your locksmithing business and you put your listing out, please list all of the assets because, of course, let's say one of the vans is a hunk of junk. Okay, let's just say. Usually, there's always one hunk of junk laying around somewhere, right, that someone's using. And you have to go get a new vehicle. Well, that cuts into your cash flow. Right. That cuts into your profit. Right. And so, all of those things have to be considered when buying it. So, please,
1: if you're going to sell and you're going to do a listing, please list that out. Right. 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 Like, yeah, because like I had that one truck that got in an accident. Yep. And I, you know, scavenged it for parts for the other nine express vans we got to make them look good again. Yeah. But it, it's you know. Yeah. You're always looking for you know replacement fans and everything else. Absolutely. So what uh, I mean, closing remarks. Um, what would you say about this deal? Sounds like a good deal. Might be too good to be true because, again, no van information, no equipment information. Mm-hmm. And, you know, office equipment is on. Everybody can go buy a, a printer and a computer. Okay. I mean, but it's – or do they have tablets or are they writing hand invoices? Yeah. You know, it's all technology anymore. Mm-hmm. But – It sounds like a great deal. It really does. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I would say uh, kudos
0: to the people who own this business. Right. I think it's, man, if you can do a half million in revenue revenue and cash flow 200K with five staff members. Yep. um, They're collecting. (laughs) Yeah. Like they they know how to run a, a really good service. With retail storefront business. Right. Right? And um, I would actually love to uh, talk to them Mm -hmm. on how they do that. Because it doesn't...
1: uh, It can be tough. It's not normal. Yeah. It's not normal. Slow times and your busy times. And you try to average it out. Yeah. You know. But very good. So... um,
0: Yeah. All right. Well, hey, we would love to know what you think in the comments below. We look forward to reading them. And uh, like always, Dad, fun to sit here and chat with you about it. Oh, yeah. Hopefully, it helps somebody. Yep. Sounds good, everybody. Well, hey, thanks for watching. We'll see you next time.